Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome inside Garage Door Sports. Your no-holds-barred weekly discussion on everything in the sporting world. For all your news on hockey, baseball, basketball, football, soccer, and more, you've come to the right place. And now, it's time for your hosts, Nick McVicker, Kyle Vardy, and Irfan Manji. That's right, folks. We are back. Episode 22 of the podcast. Nick McVicker in studio, joined by Irfan Manji through the Garage Door Sports Cup phone. Irfan, how you doing today, buddy? Doing great, man. How are you? I'm good. A little tired. It's been yeah. been a bit of a hectic week. Not gonna lie. Um, Schools treating you well. So far, yeah. Got an opportunity to work with the Canadian Paralympic Committee that I will treasure forever. Yeah, I saw that. That was great, man. That was phenomenal. Phenomenal athletes there. Um, great opportunity for us in general as a class. So yeah, it was it was really good. Um, and then you know the rest of class is class, but. You get through it, right? How about you? How's school treating you? School's good. Um, I decided not to do anything this weekend, and so I have not touched anything. Look at you. Yeah, I'm so burnt out from my winter holidays due to my lit review that I'm, I'm done. Like, I'm like, screw it. This weekend's me doing nothing. Nothing wrong with that, to be honest. Like, it, it, there's really nothing wrong with that. No, I chalk it up as a mental health day. And there you go. That's That's the way to do it. And yet you're still here working with us. See, this is why we appreciate having you on the team. See, I don't consider this work. I consider this like fun and my passion. So I'm like, eh, I don't mind doing a little research while I'm doing that. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, hey, we're happy to have you back. We missed you the last couple episodes. Yeah. Um, got a lot going on. We want to talk a little MLB offseason. We want to talk a little EPL. But of course, mm-hmm. big story. I mean, how do we not start off? with the Super Bowl, and why don't we get right into it with the kickoff, sponsored by Canada Kicking Academy, calling all kickers and punters in Southern Ontario region. If you are looking for a year-round professional development with elite competition, you need to train with Canada Kicking Academy. The Ferraro brothers, Daniel and Gabe, are both University of Guelph alumni, and after illustrious university careers, they want to teach you everything they've learned over the years. If you want to take your special teams game to the next level, you need to train with Canada Kicking Academy. Visit them at CanadaKickingAcademy.com and follow them on Instagram at CanadaKickingAcademy. Irfan, we missed your predictions for this. Yes. Which is fine because it happens and we didn't get a chance to get them in. But Super Bowl, Kansas City, San Fran. This is going to be a fun one. Yeah, I think so. We got the top defense, well, one of the top two defenses all season in San Fran. Yeah. Bolstered by... Nick Bosa going up against possibly one of the most dangerous offenses of all time because they just have so many different weapons. I'm not saying they have the best stats or anything. That's a whole other argument, and if people want to get into that, go for it. I'm I'm not in the mood. But they are one of the most dangerous offenses of all time. I agree, yeah. In Kansas City, and it is going to be a fun battle. Like, we get to see... Patty Mahomes in his first Super Bowl, see what he can do. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo might throw more than eight passes. We don't know. <laughs> might. <laughs> but it's a big might, man. <laughs> um, 
It'll be fun. I want to. What do you think of the uh, conference championship games last week to get us to this game? Well, I think. Well, I, I think I'll leave you to the Packers, but I'll I'll tackle the Chiefs and the Titans. Okay. Games, they relied on that. They relied on that um, running game per usual. I, I thought Henry was a beast, and Ryan Tannehill has not been bad the last couple of games in the playoffs and to end the season. No, absolutely um, not. I was excited for this matchup, and I can't believe I'm saying that with a team that's run by Ryan Tannehill, but it was fun. I was just, before we started, I was watching the highlights of the game, and I'm like, man, the first half was different. Um, the second half, I think Mahomes took over, and Mahomes did Mah- what Mahomes does. And, I mean, playing in Kansas City, that stadium was electric. I was just like, the first minute in, I was like, damn, I really want to be there. That was so much fun. Yeah. Um, but you know, I was uh, I was looking at a stat actually. Uh, so when they were down seventeen to seven, um, Mahomes had thirteen dropbacks, was sacked once, had six hurries, and then was knocked down once. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so early in the game, the Titans were playing great, and all of a sudden, Mahomes gets his big run in. Yeah. What was yep. it? Like Forty yards or something? Just goes into the end zone. Yeah. And that game changed. Oh, absolutely. Um, and and I think you have to give credit to the fact that he had his weapons running they were finally able to get through the defense on that o-line for the chiefs like mahomes had so much time on his hands throughout the entire game even when they were down and i mean they were down for a while but i didn't think they were going to lose i thought they were going to come back and win and that's exactly what they did so i was i loved it i loved the atmosphere yeah no absolutely i mean you go into halftime down four for the titans i'd call that a pretty successful first half against the chiefs and you look at the stats, and they don't look terrible for Tannehill. 209 yards on 21 for 31 passing. Like, it's nothing fancy, no. <laughs> per se, but... He, he proved that he was able to throw the ball and also hand it over for a run. Like, he had, what, you said 200 and what? 209. Yeah, and then Mahomes had 294. So, yeah. I mean, it wasn't a bad contest at no. all. And you would think that... You know, we were hoping for more of a, a Ravens and Chiefs sort of thing because that's the big clash, but game wasn't bad at all. No, I mean, the, I think the big surprise for me was that the Chiefs were able to stop Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, as much as giving 19 carries for 69 yards is stopping him, it, it really is stopping Derrick Henry, and that sure. changed the game plan for Tennessee drastically. Yeah. Um, well, he wasn't able to bully himself through after a couple of no, he wasn't at all. They were like three guys bringing them down, and they and they knew that you know the run's happening. We're gonna commit our guys, and it worked. Exactly, and it it kind of changed the game right then and there, because mm-hmm. he couldn't get anything going at all. He he wanted to, and they obviously the Titans wanted him too, but it was mm-hmm. just not enough to break through that Kansas City Chiefs uh, defensive front seven. They did a great job the whole game limiting him to short yardage runs. Yeah. That's what it came down to. And when you can limit Derrick Henry, you stop this Titans work. Like that's that right then and there, you stop their workhorse. Yeah. No, and it and it's true. And you look at their secondary running back, he wasn't influential, whereas you compare it to San Francisco there, um, like we'll get to them, but the Niners have two or three guys that can run that ball. And I don't think Tennessee has anything more than Derrick Henry when it came to that. No, not at all. And that's that's what kind of did them in, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, Kansas City looked really good in the second half, I think. They did. They looked yeah. really good, limiting to only seven uh, points. Yeah. 
Now, they only scored 14, which is very un-Kansas City-like across a half, but they're going into the Super Bowl with confidence. They are. Right? Yeah. Which is a very dangerous thing. Um, well, for a very good offensive team, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. And they'll be going up against a much harder defense, obviously, in the in the Super Bowl in San Fran, and we'll get into that, but... I don't see many teams being able to stop this Kansas City Chiefs team on a normal day. No. I think this Kansas City Chiefs offense will only beat itself. Mm-hmm. If they freeze up like they did in the first quarter, yeah. If that happens for four quarters in a row, yeah. Yeah. But, but that's what it comes down to is that I don't know if if they can eliminate any stupid mistakes. Mm-hmm. Can anyone stop them? I mean, they will be coming up against, I think, the best defense all year. Yeah. Um, so. Maybe didn't they play the Patriots? Patriots defense was okay. We're not gonna get into that. I'm mad at them. It's fine. The Patriots defense was ranked number one in the league. They were no, but they they broke them down because Patrick Mahomes had his running game. He had his receivers, and it didn't work. But I, I think the pass defense for the Niners was, I think, the first first in the league this year, so... Yes, I, I believe I mean, that overall, is correct. Overall, though, the defense, yeah, the pass is better, but I think with the way that Mahomes plays his offense with his pass defense, I think that's where you're going to kind of look at that coming in. Yeah, no, I, I agree to that. I'm just saying, like, that pass defense was so good this year. Yeah. And when they played each other, I'm pretty sure the Chiefs won, but I will look that up. Yeah. Do that too. Um, it's, I'm just saying it's not the best defense that they've played all year. It's one of the best defenses they've played all year for sure. Yeah. Um, did they play this year? They might not have played this no, year. They played in the preseason, I think. Yeah, preseason in the August. Oh. That's no, they, they didn't. No? No. I'm looking at August 24th. They played. Oh, the 49ers. No, I was talking about the Patriots. Oh, well, no. Sorry, I thought you were talking about the 49ers. Oh, they did play, yeah. And the Chiefs won 23-16. Wow. Yeah, but totally that, was, that was a tight game, right? So that was a tight game. That's what I'm saying. So, I think the 49ers offense might be a little bit better than that Patriots offense this year. Yes. I know that sounds crazy, but I think that is the case. So, a tight game, that comes that becomes a little bit more challenging for this Chiefs defense to step up and stop a good offense. Um, let's flip over to the other game, obviously. Yeah, keep talking about the Niners so might as well, right? Yeah, we might as well. We're, we're trying to set up the game, and that's what we're doing. We're doing yeah, a good job doing, of it. Um, what can you say about that conference championship game? Let's see. Jimmy Garoppolo went 6 for 8, 77 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, and somehow won the game. Yes. Why? Because their running back rushed for 220 yards, f- 4 touchdowns on 29 carries. I read this ridiculous stat where he was running 15 miles per hour. Oh, yeah. More than 15 miles per hour on nine of his 29 carries. Like, he's just a... Yeah. He doesn't need a size like Derrick Henry, but he's got legs. And guess what? I'm pretty sure he was undrafted, wasn't he? Oh, probably. And he was... I think this is his, like, fourth or fifth team. Mm. Like, it, it, it is just ridiculous, the uh, the story behind this kid. And yet... Here he is in the NFL going to the Super Bowl 
what more can you say? Like, good for him. Yeah, this is his sixth team. In four years. Yeah. And he didn't do that much this year. Like, he was the backup in San Fran. Mm-hmm. Um, he put up 772 yards. Like, I'm not saying he didn't do anything, but... Yeah, like, he came in just sort of being the backup to this game, and then all of a sudden now he's the focal point of a 49ers offense. That was pretty good throughout the year, too. So it's going to be a very, very interesting uh, Super Bowl. Uh, Packers, on the other flip side, Rodgers, 326 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Aaron Jones couldn't get going on the ground. He only had 56 yards on 12 carries, which is what it is. He got a touchdown. Um, Devontae Adams needs help. Mm-hmm. He can't be the only guy as good as Jimmy Graham was in that game. He only had 59 receiving yards. Well, they, now with the passes here, you can't have just one option. No, you can't. And that's been the problem for the Packers the last couple of years is that we have one really good option and then a whole lot of nothing. Yeah, and, and you know what I, I feel, feel for them is their defense was good this year. Yeah, they, their defense was they fantastic. Just, they just... They got, they got ripped apart in the offense where the Packers couldn't do much. Yeah, and me and Mikey talked about this last week, and yeah. thank you for ha- thank you for him to coming on. Um, but they just... the For the last few years, the Packers have been able to get by because Aaron Rodgers has been so good and run the offense and absolutely got everything out of every possible player that was on that offense. This year it was the opposite, and the the defense really carried the team and got them through those tight games, which never has never happened while Rodgers has been in charge. So they needed a vintage Rodgers game where he runs the offense and runs them through into the final, and they didn't get it. They didn't get it. He played well. It just wasn't vintage Rodgers, 500 yards, five touchdowns, no interceptions. And a absolute bomb at the end to win it with point zero one second on the clock from his own twenty. Like it didn't happen this game. <laughs> no, and and I think this this is a huge asterisk beside a lot of the older quarterbacks this year, where they haven't blown you away. No one's been especially great. No, and I mean, yeah, Drew Brees was good in the beginning before his injury. I would actually say he's the only one who was normal. But in the playoffs, it. Like, you look at Brady with that late interception. You look at Rodgers not being able to bleed the clock down. Breeze and the Saints. Like, is it, it? can we officially say that the younger guys are officially taking over? Uh, I think or we could have said that last year. We could have, yeah. But, I mean, Brady still won last year. So Brady still won, but would you say that that was more of a... I think that was more due to experience in the final rather than yeah. him actually dominating the Super Bowl. He played well. He played well. Don't get me wrong. I'm not denying that fact, but I don't see that he dominated last year, and I don't think he dominated this year, and Rodgers didn't dominate this year, and Breeze, when he was healthy, I would say he was probably the most dominant of the older quarterbacks. Yeah. Right? But that was the key was he missed six games or five games. Yeah, I guess I didn't notice it much with last year with Mahomes just – kind of tearing it up with you know comparison to the younger guys but this year it's like spread out the younger guys are yeah. much much better no i i 100 agree with that um i think it has been uh changing of the guard 
in in the NFL, really. And I it'll be interesting to see how it moves forward. Like if we look at the passing yards in twenty eighteen. I'll lift I'll list off the top five. You ready for this? Roethlisberger was number one with 5,100. Mm-hmm. Then it was Pat Mahomes, Matt Ryan, Jared Goff, and Andrew Luck. Yeah. Right? And then, ready for the next five? Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Phillip Rivers, Eli Manning, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> so your older guys are in the bottom five there. Right? Not the bottom five, the next five. You know what I mean, like, the next five, sorry. Yeah. That's that's crazy. And then you go to this year, and it's a total, totally different, right? Ready for the top ten in order. We'll go five and five. Let's do it. Jameis Winston, <laughs> yeah. Dak Prescott, Jared Goff. Rivers snuck in at number four. I'm a little surprised by that one. And Matt Ryan. Those are your top five. And then you have Wilson, Brady, Derek Carr, Carson Wentz, and Pat Mahomes. Three top ten. Yeah, different. Younger. It's younger. It's definitely younger. And then you keep going down the list, and you have Rodgers, Garoppolo, Watson, Baker Mayfield was 14th, and Kyler Murray was 15th. Both of them had over 3,700 passing yards. It is, it is the changing of the guard. And I think if we can take into account the difference in... Oh, see, that's kind of cheating, but... <laughs> no, I was looking at pass uh, completion percentage. Yeah. And they have, like, all the guys who made one pass or two passes at the top, so I'm like, i got to go down a little bit. Um, the guy who actually started games this year who was the leader in passing percentage, was Drew Brees. Makes sense. And then Derek Carr. And then you follow that up with Ryan Tannehill, Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo, Deshaun Watson. It's a completely different group up there. I mean, you still have your, your regulars, but they're further down. Yeah. You know what's even crazier, in my opinion? Brady, Rodgers, not even in the top, I will say, 20 because some of these people didn't make enough passes to count in my head. (laughs) Like they have Luke Folk who had 47 completions. Yeah, but he barely played. Yeah, but like listed as the top 50, neither of those two guys are there. It's different. Very, very different. And I'm I'm enjoying it actually because I like to see this young blood come into the game. It's nice. It's it's a changing of the guard that I think needed to happen. Yeah. Um, whether or not it will continue into next season, we will see. But right now we have the Super Bowl to focus on. Yes. And sorry. it will be fun. No, don't be sorry, man. It was a good conversation. We got no. Sad. I got nothing wrong with that conversation that we just had. We always get sidetracked a little bit, though. We find our way back. It's you and me. We always get sidetracked regardless. <laughs> um, Super Bowl. Miami Gardens, Florida. Hard Rock Stadium. Next Sunday, February 2nd, 49ers Chiefs. Who you got? 49ers. 
Score? I think it's going to be 24 to 20. 24-20. It's going to be a tight game. Okay, okay. I'm going... No, go ahead, go ahead. Explain. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I think that because that pass defense is good, uh, Hill, Kelsey, Watkins going to have a hard time, and I think Mahomes is going to have to take over, which I think he'll have a, a very good shot at doing because um, his mobility was great, and it is great, but the 49ers D. For yeah. Their running game and their D takes over, so that's why 24-20. I get that. I get that. Um, I'm going against you, though. I actually think the Chiefs pull this one out. As good as that uh, San Francisco defense has been, there's just too many weapons on this Chiefs offense. I also think it's going to be slightly higher scoring because neither of these teams, if I'm reading this correctly, um, has scored less than 27 points in the playoffs. Against some half-decent defenses. I wouldn't say great defenses, but half-decent defenses. I, I'm I'm seeing like a 37, 34, 35 maybe Chiefs win. Like it'll be a good game. Oh, for sure. But I, I think the Chiefs just have that one extra play, that one extra. That one extra play. Well, yeah. Well, Mahomes wakes up a little and yeah. takes over. After he sleeps through the first two quarters. <laughs> yeah. And then decides, no, I'm going to try even harder now. Yeah. On the third down, he's going to get some room and he's going to take over and. Exactly. Yeah, that's why I said, I mean, I, I'm going 49ers just for that defense because, like, I love good defense, but I, I wouldn't be disappointed even if the Chiefs win because I think they're two good teams this year and they both deserve a chance. Yeah. yeah. I agree. It'll be fun regardless, so. um, I guess that'll pretty much do it for our uh, kickoff segment. So that was the kickoff sponsored by Canada Kicking Academy, calling all kickers and punters in the Southern Ontario region. If you are looking for a year-round professional development with elite competition, you need to train with Canada Kicking Academy. The Ferraro brothers, Dan and Gabe, are both University of Guelph alumni, and after illustrious university careers, they want to teach you everything they've learned over the years. If you want to take your special teams game to the next level, you need to train with Canada Kicking Academy. Visit them at canadakickingacademy.com and follow them on Instagram at Canada Kicking Academy. So, we talked about it last week, Irfan. We're going to flip over to MLB. What did you make of the Astros sign-stealing scandal? Oh, man. I'm so... I, you can toss the Red Sox in there. I'm absolutely... That's not the game. I want to... I'm going to tell you not to toss the Red Sox in there until we hear. Until we hear, okay. Right, because right, the there's actually side. been no proof presented that the Red Sox cheated. No. There's been lots of speculation, and that's fine. And I know Alex Cora was released, however you want to say it. Mutually agreed to part ways. He was fired. Let's be fair. Agreed. Yeah. He was fired. Let's be honest. I don't yeah. care. Um. Until we hear what actually happened, I don't want to throw the Red Sox team into this because Cora was released for what came out about his cheating with the Astros. With the Astros, yes. Right? Yes, there still is an ongoing thing with the Red Sox, and there might come out that they cheated and Cora was the brains behind the whole operation, and that's why he is 
was fired also. But as of right now, I don't want to do that because that's not fair to the players if they had nothing to do with it. Okay, fine. We'll take that. But I'm only getting emotional because that's my that's the team that I like to watch. And, and I get that. And that's why and that's why I want to make sure that you're not all on yourself because I don't know if that was the case. But continue. So we'll, yes. We'll hold off on the uh, – you know, like that report came out. And when A.J. Hinch got fired, um, the GM got fired. I think the GM should have been fired a while ago because that whole scandal between uh, the Roberto Osuna situation and the assistant GM and that debacle, like he should have been done earlier. So I'm okay with that. But – I'm just disappointed because, to me, this taints how good of a team they've been. And they've arguably been, I think, the best team in the last three to four years are up there. And so if they've if this cheating thing, like, it, it taints their how good they are. Like, to me, if, if that device that uh, Jose Altuve, if, if you indeed had a, uh, a device on him, that just taints a very good player. Yes. And I'm just disappointed. Like, I'm so disappointed because I think he's the best hitter in the game, or at least one of the best contact hitters in the game. And so I think, I think you know, the it's justified that the coach and the GM are fired, so I'm going in a circle here. No, it's all um, good. But I also think the players should be reprimanded. Whoever was named on that report, uh, I know Carlos Beltran lost his job for the Mets. That's punishment enough for him. Um but I think these players, if they are guilty, should be reprimanded somehow. They should be in a program or something. Or um, maybe suspend them like you would if somebody took a PED. Um, make the game Here's the call. problem with that. Mm, sure. They'd have to suspend every single player on that Astros team. Yeah. and, and, and I thought Or who was on that Astros team, which means... Yeah, I... Who else? Who's moved teams since then? Like, Ken Giles would have to be suspended. Yes. As much as he might not have known about it being in the bullpen, because that's literally the only group of players that might not have known about it. Mm-hmm. Even though they did, like, let's be honest. Like, if it's happening in your team, well, your team talks about it. I don't care. Yeah, if you're a brotherhood up there, you know what's going on from, you know, every step of the way. And I know AJ Hinch said, well, I didn't know about it. I tried to stop it, but... Did you try to stop? Like, if you tried to stop it, it shouldn't have continued past that certain point, right? So oh, Okay, but you can't say that I didn't know about it and I tried to stop it. That kind of counter-argues your entire point, which is why when he said that, I laughed so hard. I'm like, you're an idiot. Like, you just... You went against what you just said. Yeah. yeah. You can't I not know about it and then try to stop it at the same time. Like, okay, you knew that Alex Cora was doing what he was doing, and you know it's against the game, and it's on the uh, on the fence of it. Did you tell him to stop? Did you tell him to... I believe he might have told him to stop, but he, he told him to stop. It, it could have been like, no, stop, we're getting in trouble, or it's like, ah, no, just stop. You know, like, is it is it a passive stop? Like, that's, no, but that's... I, don't, I don't care how you tell him to stop. Guess what? Telling him to stop does absolutely nothing. Making it stop, saying no, pulling the buzzers if they had them. I, by the way, I don't know how much that would have helped. I'll get into that after. Remind, bring me back yeah, to that okay. point, okay? I want to finish my thought on this first, okay? Yeah, yeah. Telling him to stop is one thing, but actually stopping it, pulling the buzzers, moving all the garbage cans back into the dughouse or the clubhouse, right? Doing whatever you need to do to stop it happening. 
That's stopping it. Yeah. Saying, hey, stop it. I mean nothing. If I told you to stop making stupid comments about the Astros, would you? No. Right? Because that's that's what you want to do. You want to make yourself better. Like, no, like, no, 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 like no. if you were making stupid comments, let me correct my statement there because you haven't made a stupid comment yet. Right? Yeah. Or let's say a kid is kicking a ball, right? Out in a field. And you yell, hey, kid, stop kicking that ball. What do you think the kid's going to do? Like, if that's what he wants to do, it's what he's going to do. Exactly. That's my argument. Is that like, I don't care if he wanted it to stop. If he, I, I do believe that he feels bad about it. I really do. AJ AJ Hinch is one of the truly. I, I don't want to say good. Good is a bad word to use. Well, one of the most respected managers in the in yeah, the players league. Love him. Right. Not even just players. Managements love him. Players love him. Staff loves him. Right? Like, he's he's truly a respected manager in the league. Right? And I've heard that from multiple different sources. I have, yeah. I heard that about Alex Cora as well. People in... Right? But Alex Cora has a different feel around him. Always did. Mm. Like, A.J. Hinch was respected from everybody. Everyone liked Cora. I don't know if the same respect level was there. No. But he was liked. He was liked. Yes, don't get me wrong. He was definitely liked. Yeah, no, but if I think I think you're right. If we're going through the respect route, I think AJ Hinch, when if he if and when he comes back, I think he'll have a job. He will. I I I am putting money on it now that he will have a job in the next five years. Yeah. Some sort of role. Right. Might not be manager. Might be head coach or bench coach or whatever they call it in the MLB because it doesn't make sense. Um, he'll have a job. He'll have a job. And it'll be on a team that truly needs someone like him to help bring them out. Like, mm-hmm. maybe like a Seattle. Seattle. Or uh, KC, maybe. KC Padres, I think, would be in there. Right? Like, one of those teams who have some of the pieces together, but just need that one guy to bring everybody together. I think so. Yeah. Right? But I think this whole thing is, I said it last week, is that, the idea of stealing signs is is not the issue. Mm-hmm. Right? Me and Mike said this last week. The st- sign stealing was not the issue. It's, part of, it's been a part of the game for years. It's no, it's been a part of the game since the 1800s. Mm-hmm. It's part of what you do. As a catcher, you have to recognize when someone is stealing a sign at second and change your signs up with your pitcher. Yes. Right? That goes through every level of baseball mm-hmm. to the point where when me Kyle and Justin used to play Justin had to keep changing his signs because I was smart enough to read them because I played against them yes right it's a part of the game it's whatever a part of the game the, it, whatever you can get an edge to win or to play better yeah but using technology like they did that's the part that is illegal yeah. can I get back to the buzzers now Quickly. Back to the buzzers. I was going to say go back to the Okay. I played very, very crappy baseball. I want everyone to make sure that they've made that very clear in their head. I'm not a good baseball player. But when you're in that box getting ready for a pitch, anything that will throw off your timing and anything that will throw off your pre-swing 
routine mm-hmm. messes you up more than it helps you. So if these guys were actually wearing buzzers, and I don't know where they would have been, if it was in their shoe, if it was on their chest, like they, there's been multiple reports. I'm not sure which one's right. I feel like that would have hindered my batting ability more than helped it, knowing where the knowing what pitch it was. I have no clue where it's going to be, by the way. Knowing what the pitch is means absolutely nothing to me. Great, it's a fastball. I still might not be able to hit it. <laughs> I might be thinking high fastball and it goes in the dirt. Yeah. But I think what it was was the players were sitting on the breaking ball. Yeah. Hoping for a breaking ball coming in. But you're right. Like, you don't know the location of it. You still have to be able to time that. Right. But I think. I think that buzzer would have just thrown me off. Mm -hmm. I would not have been happy having someone buzz me in the middle of my pre swing routine. No. Buzz, buzz. All right. I get it. I get it. It's a pitch. Cool. Right, and I know it was probably like just two quick buzzes. Does would have been fastball, mm-hmm. but like man, it, I feel like that would have just messed me up. Yeah, I I don't know. That that's just me, and I get that. That's fine, but I would not have been happy. <laughs> Let's put it no, that way. No, it would have it would have messed up your time because you're in a rhythm. I get it. Oh, it would have so totally messed me up. Question: I'm going to ask you about this because this keeps coming up. Players have been tweeting about this, but steroids versus this sort of scandal. What's worse? This. Okay. Yeah. Easily. You're still cheating. You're cheating in a different way. Like, um, yeah, you you got bigger and stronger, but you still don't know what pitch is coming out of the guy's hand. Yeah. And if you don't make contact, being bigger and stronger means absolutely nothing. No. Absolutely nothing. No, you're just going to whiff and fall. Right, and we saw that near the end of Bonds' career and Maguire's mm-hmm. career, right? Who and I'm only using those guys because we know that they've they've said that they've taken steroids, right? We saw it at the end. They couldn't if they didn't make contact. They were basically on the floor because <laughs> they swung so hard. They were pretty much on the floor. I mean, you look at Arod as well towards later in his career because he came out and said, or yeah, proof, right? That and same thing. He was swinging and missing like that too. Yeah. He was swinging and so, missing anyway, but like I'm, I was using Bonds and McGuire because when they yeah, made no, contact, they were the, they were pelting balls out of the stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A Rod was a little bit different in my opinion, but yes, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I was just trying to do that comparison there, but um, no, you're right though. Like they didn't know what pitch was coming out; they're just able to whack it out of the park every time. Yeah, or get it deep, right? Like so, Bonds, Bonds was a good average hitter mm-hmm. before steroids, and then became a power hitter after steroids. Right, because he could still hit for average, but now had the extra, you know, Oomph. seventy pounds behind the ball <laughs> yeah. of pure muscle. And can hit an extra twenty home runs and take it the other way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But my opinion has always been that steroids is worse because you're enhancing your physical abilities in an in a way that not everyone is allowed to do. Mm-hmm. This is bad. Using technology to steal signs and try to relay it down to your players is bad. But you still have to hit the ball. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm okay with second base being where you do it, but if you're using Apple Watches or you're using yeah, no, or it's... you're using buzzers, that, at that point you're like, either MLB should be like, this is it. If I see you do it, you're done. Or get harder on them. And I think... I wouldn't be surprised if it comes out that Boston actually cheated. Mm-hmm. If Cora is, is uh, 
suspended uh, as a lifetime suspension. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. And I think that's been going around. Not either, and, and I think that's kind of where I started when I mentioned the Red Sox. Yep. Um, it would suck. It would. It would suck. But hey, man, you cheat, you cheat. Yeah. And if you cheat to this extent, because he did it on two teams. Mm-hmm. That's that's what blows my mind. Is he was dumb enough to not just do it once. He did it twice. Anyone back to back years. <laughs> I also love the fact that the Dodgers or the L- city of LA has a petition going to the MLB yeah. <laughs> to r- strip the titles and give them the Dodgers. Um, no, no. I'm sorry, MLB won't even, do that. Even if even if they are caught for cheating, I still think those two teams are better than both those Dodgers teams in those years. I just don't think MLB would do that. Like, I, I can see them possibly stripping the titles. I don't think they will because it's the MLB. But I could see them stripping the titles. I don't see them retroactively giving the titles to another team, though. No, like, I don't see that happening. They leave it vacant. Yeah. All right. Um, what we also want to talk about is the uh, beautiful offseason that we've just had in the MLB and there's been some great moves and some big storylines outside of the cheating scandal if if you can say that Um, obviously the big name Garrett Cole nine years 36 per to go pitch for the New York Jenkies and break AL East hearts um I actually saw I saw a really cool tweet and I actually commented on it um, mm. yesterday. I'm gonna pull it up. Yeah, go for it. Uh, so it was by Sammy Reed F1 or FI. Not 100 percent sure. Um, and he was just sort of comparing free agent pitchers who ended up going to the Yankees the next year, mm. right? And he put pulled up their ERA, WHIP, wins, and Ks. Every single one that he lists has a worse first year in New York. Okay? So I'm going to read off the names. Now, we might not know all of them, but just let me read off the names, and then I'll discuss a little bit further. But Clemens went from the uh, Jays to the Yankees in 99. Kevin Brown from the Dodgers to the Yankees. Carl Pavano from Florida to the Yankees. CC Sabathia from Cleveland slash Milwaukee because he played on both in 08 to the Yankees in 09. AJ Burnett from Toronto to the Yankees. Uh, Vasquez from Atlanta to the Yankees. James Paxton from Seattle to the Yankees. And just for fun, he decided to throw in after Randy Johnson from Arizona to the Yankees. Every single player except for Burnett, their ERA went up by at least one. Mm-hmm. Sorry, and Sabathia. Sabathia's did not go up by one. And Paxton. Sorry, I should have read that a little bit better. But That's okay. That's okay. all the other guys, it went up by at least one. Vasquez's went up by almost three. Clemens went up by basically two full points. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I remember that year. Right? Like, let me read off some of like the crazy points. So Clemens... In 98 with Toronto, had a 2.65 ERA, a 1.1 WHIP, 20 wins, and 271 Ks. Was that his Cy Young year as well? I think so. I think so. I don't yeah. know for sure. Don't quote me on that. No. In 99 with the Yankees, he had a 4.60 ERA, 
147 whip, 14 wins, and 163 Ks. CC had a 270 ERA, 112 whip, 17 wins, and 251 Ks with Cleveland slash Milwaukee. A 337 ERA, 115 whip, 19 wins, and 197 Ks with the Yankees. Paxton was actually probably the best out of all of them. <laughs> Didn't change much. But then you look at Randy Johnson. Randy Johnson had a 260 ERA, a .9 whip, 16 wins, and 290 Ks in Arizona. Went to the Yankees, had a 379 ERA, 113 whip, 17 wins, and 211 Ks. That baffles me. And I, I feel like there's multiple reasonings behind it. Um, obviously, the Yankees market in and of itself might mess with people's timing and everything. Um, but I also think it comes down to a lot of those pitchers coming from outside of the AL East into the AL East. Right? Other than Clemens and Burnett who played in Toronto their year before. Mm-hmm. None of those pitchers had come from an AL East squad. So that was my argument, and I, I've actually posted this to Sammy. You can see the interaction on Twitter if you follow me. That's great. Um, I think I changed my Twitter handle, so I'll, I'll make sure I check that. Um, but yeah, he... I, I argued that is it because of the fact that they're going to the AL East? Or is there some some sort of other um, factors involved? And I, th- I think there's a lot of factors that go into free agency. I mean, they're trying to get the biggest contract possible the year that their contract expires. So they pitch really well, and then they have a little bit of a letdown year. That's always the case. Um, going to a big market like New York in and of itself, let alone the AL East, is has got to be tough on pitchers, especially. You're out there every fifth game, and you got to play well, or else you're going to get thrown under the bus like John Carlos Stanton did last year. Or two years ago, right? I think it's a combination of stuff, but... There's multiple factors. It's just amazing that they're all Yankees pitchers. Those ones that we saw. Mm -hmm. And how drastic the drops were. Yeah. Well, again, you're playing for the Big Apple. Yep. You're playing for, I think, one of the best franchises of all time. It's it's the pressure of all that together. Yep. No, for sure. Um, And that's why it's, it's just interesting to see. Um... Do I think Cole is going to drop down like a lot of those guys? I want to say no, because I don't think he cares. Mm-hmm. But he just goes out, does his thing, does not care. No. I mean, I can see his ERA going up one. Yeah. Or one and a half-ish. But Maybe, yeah. When you have a... That, that, but that, I don't think going up two or three. No. I think... I think he'll be okay. Which I sucks. The offense will carry it if, even if he, um, yeah, even if he has a down year. Yeah, I mean he had a two point five ERA last year, yeah. right, and a point eight nine, a point nine WHIP. Mm-hmm. If we're gonna round, right? Those are hard numbers to duplicate, regardless. Yeah. So I mean, I can see him. I can see him having a bit of a regression, but I still mm-hmm. think he's gonna be lights out, like. Oh, yeah. Well, he gets to feast on the Jays and the Orioles for 
I wouldn't call the Jays a feast because the hitting wise of the Jays, I feel like we're going to be okay. They're they're going to be okay. Yes, they'll be better, but I think compared to that that um, how they grind you out in Tampa Bay and yeah, and what they're for sure. Like I think they would be the next offense to be like, yeah, you know what? I think we'll have it easier. Easier. I'm doing it in air quotes. Time than the other two teams there. That's fair. I I, I will agree to that. I, I'll I'll allow that statement. Um, but it'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, moving down the list, Rendon had the next biggest contract. He moved from yeah. Washington to L.A. Angels uh, to go play with finally, Trout. Finally, somebody he can count on. Seven years, thirty-five mil yeah. for a thirty-year-old. This is Scott Morris for you, and he's getting money for his big boys. That's true. Speaking of Scott, isn't Strasburg one of his uh, yep. clients as well? Yeah, he earned another thirty-five, seven-year, thirty-five mil per contract as well. But he stayed with Washington, which I think well, was. I think it, I think it came down to either or. I don't think they would have been able to afford both. I'm just surprised he maybe didn't go to like the Dodgers or mm. Boston. Right, but no, I think I think it's actually a smart move for Strasburg to stay in Washington. They're going to regress probably, but I think he is going to be a good piece for them. Um, Wheeler came off the board at five years, twenty three point six with the Phillies to bolster that rotation. Yeah, good, good middle middle arm there for them. I'm going to continue with the pitchers. Uh, Madison Bumgarner goes over to the Arizona Diamondbacks at five years, seventeen mil. That blows my mind. Um, I'm I'm just surprised it was Arizona. But doesn't he live in Arizona? Yeah, well, he has his horses and everything there. Yeah, so, so I, that's I, why I'm not surprised it's Arizona. I got that part. I was just like, don't you want to go to a team that's a contender? Like, I know Arizona has some good. very good pieces. They Maybe. just need to put it together. <laughs> yeah. well, they have the pieces on the table. They need to put the puzzle to, together. Yes. Um. And then the Toronto Blue Jays made a move. Mm. Holy moly, Batman. The Blue Jays signed a, I would say, one of the top pitchers from last year. I think so. Hanjin Ryu. Four years, 20 mil. I like the contract. Dope. 20 a year, yeah. It's only taken the Jays, you know. 25, 30, 40 years. <laughs> to, to make a big... But the guy was second in... Cy Young voting in the National League last year behind Strasburg, right? Mm-hmm. Or no, 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 no. Scherzer. Scherzer. But one hiccup that I have with this signing, and I think it's great, don't get me wrong, is... I'm sorry, I was totally wrong. It's DeGrom. Duh. <laughs> um, but I will say one hiccup that I have with him is he hasn't been consistently healthy. Right. But he, he started 19 games last year. Yeah, which is great. Or sorry, 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 year. sorry. Twenty nine games last year. And you know, and then that hiccup comes down to it's his contract here. I get it. I just hope he's healthy. But he's a great piece for the Jays. Yeah, great piece. But the last two years, the last three years, I'll, I'll even go back one extra year. Hmm. The guy had a three seventy seven ERA in twenty seventeen. Not terrible. No. One ninety seven in twenty eighteen before he got hurt. In 15 starts, he had seven wins and a 2.32 ERA in 2019, yeah. which I'm pretty sure led all of the major leagues. 
I know he's 33 this year, but that is a good piece for the Jays, finally. They got an ace, quote-unquote, there. Yeah. They got an ace. They got a frontman rotation that they really, really needed. Yes. It's only taken forever. Yeah, and Atkinson, Shapiro, they did some. They, they did more than you know add to that this year, and they're, it's going to be fun for the Jays, and I'm excited. Yeah, I like. I mean, let's let's look at the Jays' moves as a whole because they did a couple other good things, and we might as well just talk about it now. Um, they also picked up Rourke mm-hmm. from Oakland, which. I'm not sold on, but I'm not no, against. He'll, he'll eat the innings that they desperately need. Yeah. Um, they let Justin Smoke go to Milwaukee and basically traded him for Travis Shaw mm-hmm. and an extra million. It's, it's what it came down to. <laughs> yeah, it did, yeah. They did. Um, they picked up Joe Panic recently on a minor league deal with an invite to uh, spring training. Spring training, yeah. They also picked up Caleb Joseph. Justin Miller and AJ Cole on minor league deals. And oh yeah, by the way, they still have Clay Buckholds, who is unsigned. John Axford is still unsigned. Buddy Boschers is still unsigned. Derek Law, who was a big piece in the bullpen the last year. Yeah, he elected for free agency. Um, still unsigned. Mm-hmm. And there is this enigma that is Devin Travis who is still unsigned as well. Mm-hmm. What happens with those guys? I don't know if they're going to come back. I doubt I doubt most of them will come back. Maybe Clay. Maybe, because I think he liked the clubhouse, but that would be the only one of those guys that I think actually comes back. I don't think anyone else on that list does. Maybe Derek Law, too, actually. Let me correct that. He might come back. But I think the offseason for the Jays went about as good as you could expect. From a from a Blue Jays standpoint, well, they they were active for once in a while. Yeah, it took a while. Yeah. Um, other big names that signed: Josh Donaldson, obviously signed with Minnesota. We'll get back to Minnesota after this because you and me have very differing thoughts. I think on the Twins. Yeah. Um, Yasmani Grandal signed with Chicago White Sox, who also signed Alex Keuchel. Yes, they did. Uh, and Edwin. Big E. Um, all three of those guys signed with the White Sox, which puts the White Sox in pretty good company, if you ask me. I think they're they're going to be good this year. Um, who else is a big name? Mustakis signed with Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Will Harris is going to Washington as a relief pitcher. I think that's a good pickup by them. It is a good pickup. Daniel Hudson got re-signed with Nats. Yep. Daniel Hudson re-signed with the Nats. Marcelo Suna to the Braves I also think is another good pick. It's a sleeper. I like it. It's a sleeper. And Travis Darno, former Jay, is now in Atlanta. Yeah. The Braves have made making some good moves, some quiet moves, but still keeping them competitive. Also, Didi. I always forget how, how far down he is on this list, but Didi Gregorius is going to Philly, and I love that move. Yeah. He'll, it'll be a nice little thing for him, especially the last couple of years he hasn't been healthy. Exactly. Go back to his old manager and... I like that Dan Girardi pickup. I know I didn't get a, we didn't get a chance to talk about it earlier in the year, but I love it. I think he's good. Yeah, no, he is for sure. I agree, hundred percent. So, um, Twins, 
quickly, Twins. Yes. I really like the Twins this year. Hmm. I liked them last year. I knew that they were a piece or two short. But, man, I really like the Twins right now. And adding Donaldson is scary. Because that infield is now Miguel Sano, Jorge Polanco, Josh Donaldson. Second base is a little bit of a black hole. Not going to lie. Your middle infield is good. Your your infield is good. And then you got Kepler, Buxton, and Rosario in the outfield. Mm -hmm. All of who can play defense. All of who can throw the ball. We'll wait to see if Buxton can learn how to hit. Oh, yeah. And Nelson Cruz is your DH. I think the only different thing, I think you said you liked the Donaldson signing. I do like it. I just think it's too long. Four years for a guy who's yeah coming off on being unhealthy for a last little bit. But I agree. Great year. Um, but I think the Twins, I think I might agree with you on this, but I think they're going to run away with that division, or at least they're going to be one two for a while because the, the the indians are going to drop out um the white Sox, yeah they made some additions but are they really going to be better than the twins the tigers are going to sit at the bottom because that's the tigers and then is it kansas city that's rounding up that division because they haven't been good since they won the, the world series all right well let me let me read off this the projected starting lineup for the white Sox, and you tell me which one's better okay so i read off the twins the projected starting lineup for the White Sox. Yasmani Grandal is catcher. I'll give that to the White Sox. Yes. Right in my right. opinion. Jose Abreu at first. Okay. I, I want to lean Abreu on that one. As good as Sano is, I still think I lean Abreu. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's Luis Garcia. Oh, uh, Lori Garcia. Lori Garcia mm-hmm. at second. Okay. I think second base is a toss-up between those two teams. Neither one of them are that great. Uh, Tim Anderson at shortstop. Okay. I probably lean towards Minnesota on that one, but ever so slightly. Ever so slightly. No, Polanco's got a good arm. I like him. Yeah. But I still, I I like Tim Anderson's hitting ability more than Polanco's, Mm -hmm. so that's why I'm I'm giving it, like, to the Twins by that much. Like like a little bit. Okay. Um, Yoan Moncada at third. Donaldson, Moncada. I'd actually might lean Moncada just because he's more athletic and can make more plays at shortstop than Donaldson can. But, like, that's you're comparing, like, minute, minute details at that point. Well, again, you're looking, it, it is very minute, yeah. Um, outfield, you have Nomar Mazzara, mm-hmm. Luis Robert, the top prospect, and, oh, yeah, this little guy named Eloy Jimenez, who was second in the prospect pool behind Vladdy Guerrero. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. outfield to outfield, maybe the Twins take it slightly just because of experience. Yeah. But, damn, that's... that's Oh, yeah, and DH is Edwin. So, <laughs> I get it. And I think the only edge I think the Twins might have in this is that group's been together for a year or two years. That's the one thing. that I will give you that, and that, that could play a factor. But I also think that White Sox start, top of their lo- rotation pitching is better than the Twins' top of their rotation. Well, you're looking at that Dallas Keuchel's here. What? No, he's number two. Yeah. Giolito's number one. Thank you, yes. Right? 
But they have Giolito, Keuchel, and Gio Gonzalez. That's your top three. Look at the Twins. Their top three is a little bit different. They have Jose Barrios, who I really like. And he's a top top of the rotation arm. Jake Odorizzi. And then they they have listed Homer Bailey, but they also have eight eight pitchers listed. <laughs> right? Rich Hill is yeah. listed as number eight. Mm. Right? They also have Michael Pineda, um, Smeltzer, Dobnak, and Thorpe. I'd give the pitching to Chicago. But I believe you are right that this team has been together more, the Twins, and that might help them this year. Two years from now, White Sox wipe the floor with this division if they stay together. 100%. This division is bad to begin with, by the way, other than these two teams. I don't even really like Cleveland, especially because they're trying to blow it up. Um, I don't know. That's my opinion. What do I know, right? No, no, but in a year or two, I think they have the pieces to be better. And you know what? They could actually overtake the Twins at any point this year. Yeah. It will be interesting, for sure. I just, I I like these guys a little bit more. Player for player. I don't like their bullpen as much. The bullpen for the Twins definitely wins. But the bullpen for the White Sox can hold their own. All you got to do is get a couple innings when you have Giolito and Keuchel out there. And and Gonzalez, too, I would say. Yeah, and come trade line, trade deadline, sorry, if you're if someone's available, hey, they can go in and pull up. Ken Giles. To do. Yeah, so that, yeah. Because he's, you know, always available. <laughs> he's always available. You just have to give up a prospect. I actually like that the Jays didn't trade him last trade deadline. I think that was a good move by them. And they managed to re-sign him, right? Yeah. So, good move. I don't care. Like, I think he likes being here. I like him. Like, I don't know why they want to trade him, but whatever. Regardless. Um, any other MLB points you want to make before we move on? No. Let the season start. Let the season start. Alright. Let's move on. little footy action for you, buddy. Um, is it safe to say that Liverpool has won the EPL and we're not even out of January yet? Yes. I was actually sitting yesterday mathematically trying to count how many more games they can win to kind of coast for the rest of the season. It's like two. Well, right now they have a 16-point lead, right? With, With a game in one hand. game in hand. So let's say that goes to 19. Okay. Uh, that's six games that they'd have to... Right. So I know. I was being 30, facetious, but... Yeah, they have to win. If you not, if City and Liverpool both win all their games until that point, they'd have to win eight more. Eight more. Week, yeah, week 32. Yeah. 31, 32, yeah. yeah. They'd have to win eight more games. Possibly. Sorry, nine, including the game in hand. Yeah, well, you're looking at... You're playing West Ham twice. So... But West Ham is in a relegation battle, so they might they might actually try. Well, I mean, if you were able to watch them play the FA Cup, they suck. I agree, but I'm just saying, like they are in a they are in 
That's Bromley's running circles around them there. I'm just saying. They're in a relegation battle. They actually have to try. But they also have games against Southampton, Norwich, Watford. They got a lot of bottom half games. Bournemouth, Everton. They don't play a meaningful game until April 4th against City. And then after that, they don't play anyone until May 2nd against Arsenal. And then they have Arsenal, Chelsea, Newcastle to finish the season. So they need to they need to beat the teams below them and just slightly above them if they want any chance. Any chance. You know the best part about it? Yeah. Week 32 is when City plays Liverpool. Yep. <laughs> yep. That is awesome. All they need is a draw in that game. Yes. That's awesome. That's always like math. That makes me so happy. If they can, I think I think it's well deserved. They played well. I just hate City, so I'm just glad they're not winning. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, you look at the rest of the table, and there it's it is not your normal EPL table. Mm, nope. Leicester sitting in third, three points back of City, by the way. Which means that, that that race for second is not out of the question. No. No. no in my notes, I put a big smiley face right beside Sid, uh, Lester, and I was like, I like what they did. Surprised, but I like it. Well, they've played their brand. They've not worried about changing the brand. They just do what no. they need to do. They get they get results. They play City. They play Chelsea next weekend, and then they have a week off. And then they play Wolves, and then City. Like, Man City. Mm. Those are three tough games. Chelsea's sitting in fourth, eight points back of Leicester right now. And Wolves are in seventh, tied with United and Tottenham for fifth. United and Tottenham. Yep. Right? But, But I'm just saying, like, those are three tough games for City. Leicester City. But if they win all three, that puts them tied, like assuming City, like Man City wins their two other games, that puts them tied with Man City at second. Yeah. And I mean, City plays Spurs next weekend. So you never really know. I would love to see Leicester pip City and go second. I would too, yeah. That would be awesome. That would make me so happy. The schedule's played out this year, or like the next couple weeks, it's going to be the bottom half is fighting against the bottom half, and the top half is is fighting against the top half. Yeah. Just the way it's worked out, it's like, this is great. There's like two little battles happening. Um, They tend to happen in the beginning and then like the end of the year, but this time it's like going through the middle. Yeah. It's fun. You still have the big rivalry games near the end, but... Mm. But yeah, no, you're right. I think... I think the next couple of weeks are going to be very entertaining for EPL. Agree. Um, yeah, United is just brutal, though. Oh, my God. Identity crisis. No, it's not an identity crisis. It doesn't help when half your squad is hurt, but you you, you haven't been able to put a system in. No. And it's frustrating. Because... <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about this, you and me, and Kyle, and Luke, and Brayden, and Gabe when he was on. We've talked about it. They have a lot of very good pieces. Yes. 
I don't think there's any doubt about that. Are we missing pieces? Absolutely. There's no doubt in my mind that there are pieces missing on this squad. But that doesn't change the fact that they're not being used properly and that we're missing. Some of them have been injured for a while. Pogba, McTominay. Um, You could say Shaw as well. Right? Some of them have been hurt. And now Rashford's down for, what, three months? That hurts. That hurts. That hurts. That hurts. That as good as Greenwood's been this year, which he has, and I'm glad he's played well this year, he's not the answer. No. Martial is not the answer. Rashford is the answer as your striker. Yes. Now you can make of it what you will, whether or not the tra- the medical staff made the right decisions. They didn't, but whatever. Yep. That will derail this season. I'm calling it now. United will probably finish seventh. Yep. Fifth or sixth. Seventh. And it'll be very, very obvious next Saturday. Mm. Because guess who we play next Saturday? Derby? No, we play Wolves. Oh, we play Wolves. Sorry. Sorry, they play Wolves. Gotta stop saying that. They play Wolves. That will bump them down the standings. And then we and then they play Chelsea on the seventeenth, and then they play Watford. And then they have their European ties after that, so Coming back, and then it's Everton City, Spurs, and Sheffield. So the next two and a half months. Other than that Watford game. Mm-hmm. And depending on how Everton plays, because they either play like world beaters or absolutely trash. Well, I mean, they blew a 2-0 lead in the 94th and 95th minute. To Newcastle. Yeah, to Newcastle. I know. I'm aware. I think- I'm, I am aware of that fact. I had a bet you know, on those games, and I was not happy. <laughs> I would have lost anyway, but that's not the point. Um, yeah, United United have a rough stretch. Hmm? United have a rough stretch, and that Watford game is the only thing that might save us. I don't know. I, I think it's a lot to do with. They need to figure it out. It's, I, mean, I, I will say right now, it's not Solskjaer. I, I don't think so either. It's Woodward. And he needs to go. Yes, louder for everyone sitting in the back. It's. I don't need to be. Everyone knows. Everybody everyone knows. across Europe knows. Everyone across the world knows. There's an identity crisis in management mm-hmm. at Man United. Not on the field. On the field, there's an injury crisis, and that's a whole other issue. <laughs> there is an identity crisis in management, and it's causing problems on the field. Because we aren't buying players because no one wants to come play for the club because of what's happening. No, I mean, who's this Mino Rayola? He came out and said, there's an issue at United. He's an agent. He's an agent. But he did come out, he did come out and say that well, it's because we, that's what he's heard from his people. He's the guy who represents Pogba. Yeah. 
and Lingard and many other top-end athletes, top-end footy players across Europe. But are they, so, I'm at that part where, is he going to get fired? Is he going to be let go? Like, what's going to happen? Woodward? We've gone, yeah, we've gone through six, seven years of... He should. He should. His job looks safe. That's because I think he's, let me just, Ed Woodward. Because he's the vice chairman of United. Mm-hmm. And he acts as the chief executive executive overseeing the club's operations. Yeah, and the technical director and all that jazz. Yeah. He can stay Just if yeah. if he appoints a technical director who runs everything. Yeah, he's not gonna do that. I, I don't give I don't give a flying pardon my language, I don't give a flying fuck if he stays. As long as he's not in charge of anything. You can be a figurehead all you want. Make the money. Do it. I don't care. Good for you. Sign somebody to make the soccer decisions because clearly you are not good at doing that. No. He hasn't been for a while. Never has. No. And you can see it across the other top clubs in Europe. Guess what they all have? Good recruitment process. No. Yeah, they do, but that's a whole other issue. They have a technical director. Mm-hmm. That is, that's their only job is technical director. And yet, United doesn't. How does that make any sense? Because mm, his head's bigger than everybody. Yeah. That's one change. I think if they want to be successful, it, it's not on the coach, it's not on the players, it's the man up top. Right. And yes, I think the Glazer family needs to make that decision. Either get rid of him or make him sign somebody. But. No. He has too much power to want to let go of it. Oh, I, I'm not saying he should. Mm-hmm. The Glazers need to make him. And the, the Glazers as a whole are a whole nother issue, but yeah, we've been beating on, we've been beating down on this for weeks and months. It hasn't changed. It's it it's killing changed. me, man. It's killing me. It's hard to watch. Yeah, but it's, in other news, Liverpool is playing fantastic. <laughs> okay, so Liverpool obviously we think they're going to win the EPL. What about champs? Champions League. Yeah. Man, I like the ties. Yes, we talked about that before, but we did, we did. Um, I don't know where I'm at on that. I need to. I, I'll be honest. I need to see the first round. Okay, I get that. Yeah. I need to see this round of sixteen. Kind of see where everyone's at. I mean, because there's so many really good matchups. It's it's like, well, you got Atletico Liverpool. So it's like, okay, how do they play against each other? Liverpool dominates that one. Oh, for sure. Uh, and then you got PSG Dortmund, right? I really like Dortmund now in that matchup because of what they've done in the January transfer window. I really like Dortmund in that matchup. I really do. I'm excited for that. Uh, Madrid, City. I I think City absolutely runs a rickshaw over Real, but what do I know? 
It's it's Zidane's competition, as they say. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I just think City is just too good for Real this year. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you have that Chelsea Bayern matchup. Chelsea Bayern, which Bayern are going to absolutely destroy easy. Chelsea. Sorry, buddy. It's okay. But Alfonso's going to make Chelsea look like, well, like a Canadian team. <laughs> uh, Napoli Barca, Spurs Leipzig. Atalanta, Valencia, right? And then the last one is Lyon, Juve. So. Yeah. I mean, I think those other ones are pretty obvious. but Actually, that Leipzig-Tottenham one is going to be interesting. Yeah. Well, is, is, is Spurs going to let in like 15 goals or what's going to happen? Because yeah, they don't play well in Germany. No. But we'll see. I think Liverpool has what it takes to do the double. Big statement. Think, big statement. I think I think City's very good too if they can get healthy. Yes, I know I'm saying City, but I think if they can get healthy, which they're slowly starting to. I just those two teams matched up against each other. I will take Liverpool. Uh, City against Liverpool in the yeah. Champions. Oh, 100 percent, I would too. I would take Liverpool. Just because I think they're better coached. They're fun to watch, too. Well, they're that, exciting. but that's, that's a minor detail. We actually had that. That is a minor detail, but I always have to call it. We them. had that argument in class, actually, about footy. Okay. And my prof put it out there that Brazilians, because we have two Brazilians in my class, so I'd like to point that out. That's why we were talking about it. Um, mm-hmm. He said that he found out recently over the last few years is that Brazilians prefer to watch fun soccer and lose. Their national team plays like tiki-taka, fun soccer, yeah. and lose than yeah. win playing boring soccer. Like playing a, a defensive Italian sort of thing. Yeah. They would rather see their team lose while playing fun soccer than win playing boring soccer. Okay. And both of the Brazilians in our class were like, yep. So you'd rather get blown out seven one against Germany, but as long as why well, they, they didn't play soccer that they did not play football that game. No, no, no offense, <laughs> that was that wasn't even good football. No, but they're saying they'd rather lose a game at that magnitude and get yeah. trashed as long as they're playing a fun. Yeah. Both of them confirmed it. It wasn't just one person. Both of them confirmed it. Which is like, it. hmm, who would have thought? It. Man, I just want to, like, for us, it's like, whatever it takes to win. Yeah, because we can't win. (laughs) I don't know if you've seen the Canadian national team, which is getting very good, by the way, at the right time. Mm -hmm. I will give them credit. John Herdman's done a fantastic job for that national team. But, Mm -hmm. we still suck. Yes, but our development's better. We're getting there. We're going to be there in six years. But we still suck. Um, yeah, we got sidetracked there. Wow. That's okay. Um, um, so, I mean, you I know you posed this question to me, but who do you think wins? So Liverpool wins it all? What, champs? Yeah. If they can come yes. through the rest of the league in the next seven games or whatever and have it won and wrapped up. Yeah. Yeah. I think even if they have to play every single game till the end, mm-hmm. 
I think they win. I just think they're they're, they're built so well, and that uh, someone who grew up a United fan, I know I'm supposed to hate Liverpool, no. but I never did. Uh, same boat, buddy. Same boat. And I'm kind of happy that they're gonna win the league because I really hate City. <laughs> I just think they're the best built team. The only team that I could see possibly upsetting them. Mm. I well, not really an upset, I wouldn't say, because last sixteen is you know pretty good competition. Um, might be Juventus, just because they're built for this competition. Like that's what they built their team for, so I could see them being good. I don't like I don't like PSG in this competition. Mm-mm. When you get down to the quarterfinals and the semis, I, I don't think they have enough mental fortitude with Mbappe and Neymar as their leaders. Bayern could surprise teams this year. I think they get to the semis based off the draws, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if Dortmund is also in the semis. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if those were my four teams in the semis. Liverpool, Bayern, Juventus, Dortmund. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me either. I mean, the competitions, like, there's some very good teams left. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I, I There's some great teams. Like, I, obviously, I didn't say any of the Spanish teams. No. no there's four of them. The first year we haven't, yeah. It's the first year we haven't had them in the top four. Right? It's just the way those four teams are playing, I could see them breaking all these other teams down and getting to the final four. Mm-hmm. Call me crazy. Yeah. No, but I mean, you, you also compare their, their depth. You compare how they're playing recently. Yeah. They're hot. They're, they're in a good position. Exactly. So that's my opinion. That's fair. You actually never said your opinion, but, you know, whatever. I don't, no, no, I know, but I told you I'm going to wait till the first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a cop-out answer. It's fine. I, I get it. It's, it's fine. It's, a, it's, a, it's an Irfan. It's a cop-out answer. Um, it's fine. I, I can, t- you know what? I'll pick the winners for for the round. How about that? Pick my own winners. Fine. Oh, fine. Uh, Dorman, Liverpool. Uh, upset. Atalanta is gonna beat Valencia. It's not Leipzig. an upset. They're the two weakest teams left. That's okay. That's my upset. Okay. <laughs> it's not an upset though. <laughs> it's the two weakest okay. teams going up against each other. Fair. Fair. Sorry. Um. Okay. And then Leipzig beats. Okay, that in my opinion might be an upset the way Leipzig's playing recently, but they lead the league. They lead the league, but they haven't been playing as well as they did at the beginning of the year. That's why I say it might be considered an upset. But Tottenham's been trash, so I guess I can't even say that. Well, you're gonna get two, three goals scored on them over the legs. Tottenham sucks right now. <laughs> it's not an upset. I'm. I apologize. It's okay, Mourinho. What? Um, Bayern. Hey, Barca. don't don't bash Mourinho. He's coming into a very bad situation. Yes. So sorry, Leipzig. Barca. Uh, Barca, Bayern. Bayern. City, Juve. City, Juve. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I'm with you. That At- Atalanta, Valencia one, I could see going either way. I really don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry for whoever wins that draw. Yeah. Because you're screwed. Yeah. Like, I mean, you are going to get absolutely mocked in the next round. It doesn't matter who it is, yeah. Right, like, are they, could they be? Could it be the the Ajax of 
last year? No. I think like they're not deep enough. Neither of those teams are deep enough. Anyways. All right. Leipzig might be the Ajax of last year. Yeah. Um. All right. I'll allow it. I'm gonna bug you to actually give me an answer at some point, but. I will. I will come up with an answer. <laughs> you got a whole week. Think about it. I have a whole week. I'll even text it to you halfway through. <laughs> Like, yeah, you're going to text me. I can't come up with an answer. <laughs> Don't ask me on air. Um, Anything else you want to quickly talk about? We've been talking for a long time. So, any any other quick hits you want to mention? Um, no, I think we've been good. The All-Star weekend in the NHL is this weekend. So, it's been... Yeah, that was fun yesterday. I did watch most of it, mostly because there was nothing else on TV. Yes. The Raptors game. I watched the Raptors game, too. Um, I think next week we'll talk about the Raptors and how. Yes, for sure. Fun they've been. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Talk about the All Star selection in the M- uh, in the NBA. Congratulations, cool. Pascal Siakam. Woo, spicy P. Um, quick hit on the NHL All Star game. Love the three on three for the women's game yesterday. That was thought cool. it was good. I thought they should have had the women competing in all of the competitions. Yes. I think next year, because considering there's no contact in these games anyway, not by rule, but just because the people don't hit, mm-hmm. I think they should have a. Now this is gonna sound. I, I don't know how they're gonna do it, but I think they should have those two women's teams compete in the All Star game. Yeah. Right against the men's teams. Because there's no hitting anyway. So that takes that out of the equation. Yeah. I mean, we can even do like a split squad sort of thing where, you know, you mix it around. Yeah. Add a couple of women's players to each of the men's teams. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. I, mean, I liked what I they mean, did. Don't get me wrong. I think it was a good step. But they need to do more to show that the women can compete. Yeah. And my dad has this argument with me all the time. And it's, it's a fair argument. And I totally agree with him um, mm-hmm. that until the women bring people into the stadiums and have the same draw on the televisions as the men. They don't get paid equally mm-hmm. across all sports. I think that's fair. Because mm-hmm. if you don't bring in the revenue, you can't, you can't make get paid. Income. Right? Yeah. I think that's mm-hmm. fair. Mm-hmm. My argument against that point is that they've never had financial backing to market their game so that people know about the games to come sit in the stadium. Yes. Right? If they can get some financial backing from the NHL or sponsors or whatever to market and uh, put the games on television. Mm -hmm. By the way, if you're looking NWHL, hi. I can produce. Mm -hmm. I can direct. For, for pretty cheap. I actually have a plan set up, ready to go. I can tell you the cost. It is doable yes. to get the players fair wages for what their revenue is. And and I think the, the All-Star game helps. Yes, for sure. Life. And what the PW Professional Women's Hockey Players, PWHPA, I always get that wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Players Association for the Women's Hockey Players yes. has done this year in 
not competing in the NWHL and obviously the CWHL is no more. Um, and doing these tours and going around and trying to raise awareness about uh, women's hockey has done a great job. It does. <clears throat> they need help. They do. It's just like any sport, though. They need help. They need word of mouth. They need marketing. They need something to get people's butts in the seats. Yep. I think that's the biggest thing. I'm all for salaries being the same. I'm all for that. It's just, you're right, getting people in. Yeah. And I agree with what my father says in that if you don't have the people in the seats and you don't have the TV rights deals, Mm -hmm. you don't get paid the same as the men because that's what they have. I will agree to that 100%. But then we need to figure out how to get to that point. And how do you get to that point? It comes down to marketing. It comes down to showcasing your game. It comes down to having one league. The two leagues was and not I, helpful. You know and I do think they're trying. And I, and they are. It's happening. It's just there's so many hurdles that they keep facing. There's so much that they're not getting. I, I totally agree. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I know people in the, who used to play in the CWHL. Mm-hmm. Personally, I've talked to them about this. I've tried to get their feedback. And I'm trying to... F- I would love if I had money. I'd be going to games. Obviously, I can't now because there's not a team around here. But I would have gone to games. But I didn't know when they were. I didn't know what. I didn't know how it was working. It's just trying to get that next step, and whether that's you know implementing at the university level, being like, here, you know, here's a pass thing for all students that are here. They they have a free way to go. So like trying to trying to bring in the. That's the problem, though. I'm just trying to think of different marketing strategies. No, but here's the thing. Ready for this? Women's hockey, actually, all regular season hockey games, at least at Western, mm-hmm. were free to students. Yes. All regular season games for all the sports were free to students. Okay. You have the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Now you just have to market the game as someplace that students want to go. Yeah. This is totally off topic. No, 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 but it's... Right? Now you have to do that for the women's hockey game. And how do you, do you want to know how you do it? The most basic way, and it's something that they've been doing really well this year. Mm. Go to youth women's leagues. Market to the girls you want to be playing in the league in 10, 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. Go to them. They want to see heroes. They're the ones who need the heroes. That's the way you do it. And that was mentioned many times on the broadcast last night during the skills competition. They want to get out there. So market to them. Yes. But good start, though. I yes. Think continue this relationship between both sides through the NHL. Absolutely. And by the way, the NHL needs to put more money into it. Of course. I $1 think if they do it properly... Well, no. I think what they do, if they do it properly... What they, what the W, let's just call it the WNHL for now. Yeah. Right. I know that's not what it's going to be called, but that's what we're going to call it just for this argument. You make it the WNHL. It is a subsidiary of the National Hockey League. Yes. Okay. Yes. You know they have the money. 
and then on the NHL network, right? Mm-hmm. Throw the women's games on there. Of course. Rogers, TSN, who have the rights for NHL games in Canada. Throw a couple WNHL, WNHL games on there. Once a week, good Tuesday night, Wednesday night. Something where you have one game. You have five TSN channels. I mean, we're getting we're getting it for the women's game during the Olympics. It's just keeping it consistent. I agree. Right? But that's what I'm saying. Like You, you have such a big entity that is the NHL. Yes. Use it. Just, just Use it. Yeah. Because the women are great. That was fun to watch. I also will argue that the NBA needs to do a better job with the WNBA. They're, that is a subsidiary of the NBA, so that actually is, is part of it. They need to do more yes. for them. They do. The s- soccer in Europe for women needs to be promoted a little bit more. They're getting there. They're, they're the best out of all of them right now. Mm-hmm. And you can actually watch uh, women's EPL like I always get it wrong, so I don't think it's called the EPL, but the equivalent of the women's yeah. EPL on the zone. Mm-hmm. You have the zone, please watch it. Good soccer. It's fun. The, the women's soccer. Liverpool team is good too, guys. Just putting that out there. Women's Chelsea team is pretty good too. They are too. Yeah. And Arsenal, I think. See other people. Arsenal's ones. good. Yeah, City's building well. United's building, but they just got a team like two years ago. Yeah, they're so recent. they're still young. That Lyon team is good if you want to look out of England, oh, guys. Oh, God, yeah. But, so, yeah. But like, it's getting there in Europe, and I think it's it's five years away sort of thing here. There's a huge plan that needs to be in place. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure they're working on it, but this is just our opinion. I would be all in. Um, I would, too. I think the perfect opportunity for a broadcasting company to take control of it, mm. uh, Media Pro, who does one soccer, should jump on it and broadcast everything. Mm-hmm. I don't think they will, but they should. No, they should. All right. Anyways, let's uh, we should wrap this up, this bad boy up. We should, yeah. Um, any any parting words, my friend? No, man. Keep watching sports as usual. <laughs> it's me. What do you Keep think I do? Sport. I don't know. I don't know. I'm in a sports journalism program. I kind of have to. It's literally part of my program. But yeah, man, this is fun. Do it again next week. Absolutely. Thanks to our sponsors. Yes, thank you, Canada Kicking Academy. Follow them. Great people. Uh, you can follow me at Nick McVicker. Yes, I changed my handle. No underscore anymore. Straight up Nick McVicker? Just straight up Nick McVicker. Um... That's on Twitter. And then Irfan. Mine is just Irfan Mange. There you go. See? Simple. Yeah, Elegant. Follow, follow us comments. at Garage Door Sports. Yeah, uh, Garage Door Sport. I'm sorry. Oh. Always pisses me off that we couldn't get the extra S in there. <laughs> I got stupid, uh, by the way. It is. It's like a weird character limit. But yeah, anyways, tweet at us. Let us know what you think of the show. What are your predictions for the MLB year what you think of the super bowl what you think about soccer hockey just toss it out there where you are more than welcome to answer any questions this is true or you can tweet right at us direct message us personally we'll be happy to answer we'll have an honest conversation we're not gonna you know and check out my conversation with sammy reed about the um 
pitchers. Great back and forth. It's very short, but great back and forth. Um, that'll do it for us here for episode 22. We will see you next week.